<laughs> I would like to have a Queer Joy theme song. Yeah. Like, that's something I, as a professional, should have thought about, isn't it? Queer Joy. I am going to use that now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you fine. so much. Yeah. Queer Joy. All right, record your spiel. We've only got 10 minutes in here. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Queer Joy podcast, where we have conversations about being gay as in happy. I'm Lily Linden, and I'm a rom-com writer asking delightful queer creatives about the joy in their lives from the most profound of euphorias to the silliest of frivolities. I believe that queer joy is a radical and often hard-won act, so it's important for us to keep sharing these positive stories and stubbornly celebrate the best parts of being in our community. This is also convenient for me because it means that I get to have a very nice time chatting to people that I think are really cool about what makes them happy and hopefully steal some ideas. So let's go on to dinner's guest. Lily, that was perfect. Oh my God, thank you, Laura. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> I feel like anyone who follows me will be so unsurprised that you are my first guest. Um, because everyone knows that we're in full love, full, so, full passionate love, passionate, passionate love. Yes. So, um, would you like to introduce yourself? My whole name is Laura Kay. <laughs> um, and I am also a rom-com writer and a journalist. My last book, Wild Things, came out last, this year. Yeah, this year. May of this year. Fuck. Um, it's very good. And it's really good. That's yeah. what I was about to say. <laughs> um, it's my third novel. Um, and I've got another novel coming out next year. And um, what's that one called, please? I don't think I'm allowed to say. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm being deadly serious. Oh my goodness! If you literally Google your name, if you Google and my look name, up the next book. and look, you can see the next book. But I tell you this: it's got a good title. Yes. And it's got a good story. It's got good content. Yeah. And it's got a a cover yet a really good cover. Really good cover. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think this like segues nicely into like me announcing my own podcast here yes it has a lot of <laughs> queer sad in it too yes um and I will be launching my own podcast queer sad <laughs> that comes out like rate and subscribe at exactly the same time yeah. as Lily. we're launching on the same day yeah uh we're gonna see which the community prefers <laughs> yeah we are but mm. hey Laura what is queer joy what does it mean to you to me yeah that's a really good question. One that you think I might have prepared for because you sent me a Google <laughs> Doc when I was on the train here. I guess queer joy to me is a feeling that if I could choose to be queer, I would. And if My I, heart. yeah, it's it's like being part of the best club. Um, I love my queer friends and I love my queer family. And queer joy is having an in-joke with somebody that is just so ridiculous and nobody else would understand and claiming everything as our own <laughs> that isn't. <laughs> and I just, yeah, it's my friends, it's my family, it's my work, it's everything. Wow. Queer wow. joy is everything. You heard it here first. <laughs> and quote me on that. <laughs> is it something, do you think it's something that you think about? Like, as you, you know, because I'm aware that for both of, I think that part of how we met 
um, was really around this subject, to yeah. be honest, because um, maybe we should do our origin story. Oh my God, maybe we should. Oh my God, that um, might be fun. But I mean, like, just to quickly go back yeah. to what you were saying, like, queer joy mm. is something you and I are both accused of, of accused doing of, yeah. a lot in it, our work. And it, and it is an accusation. And, uh, and it is an accusation, <laughs> and I've always denied it. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I, there is a lot of joy in my books because I consider myself, when I'm not being a depressed person... <laughs> to be a joyful person Mm. um and certainly a very funny person yeah hilarious person yeah um definitely worth a buy on that on (laughs) amazon.com um and so that kind of like happens naturally in my work but when people are like it's a source of queer joy Mm. that feels like a very big pressure it Um, is a pressure it's like a sort of uh i mean it's like the same conversation we've had endlessly around mm. queer work, which is that you're meant to like, well, you feel a pressure to represent everybody, represent mm-hmm. every single story, mm-hmm. represent every single emotion. And you can't do that in like one very small bit of work, especially when you just want that work to be like dumb, <laughs> written by dummies for dummies. Yes. Like oh, sometimes we just deserve to be like super silly, but like also equally, sometimes we deserve to just write about things as we find them, as we come to them. For me, I think there is something fun about thinking about queer joy not as this maybe um, polar opposite to some of the like trickier parts of being queer in a homophobic world. And I think that, I I do think that maybe there is this frustration when we get kind of labelled as like queer joy and I know that I'm literally labelling myself as that as emphatically as possible right now. Yeah. But I think... It's weird that you changed your name. It is weird that I did change my name Mm. to queer first name. Joy. Queer joy. (laughs) Yeah, queer joy. (laughs) To my friends. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I think that what I do like about, I suppose, the word joy, there is a whole host of things that it can encapsulate and some of those things... Uh, do have a kind of um, mixture of like other feelings in them like anger like frustration like sadness Mm. and actually sometimes those emotions are not that clear-cut and I think that's something that yeah queer joy might kind of do quite well is to be able to like what you were saying about kind of feeling like you're part of the best club there is such kind of community and connection in that and I think that is a really important part of the meaning of the word it it can be literally just the feeling of like being fun and happy but I think that there are also that that kind of sense of like belonging that can come even in amongst the kind of sadness and stuff can also maybe be true I guess what I'm saying is everything is queer joy everything is queer joy yes. which is so useful isn't that so useful podcast. for this podcast yeah um, please hire me let's do our origin, origin story <laughs> you go first okay well I was thinking about it today as I often do as you often do and um in the shower in the shower and uh we met on a podcast your podcast Fuck, we did you met oh when you did we've come full circle we've come full circle it was during the pandemic it was you had a podcast called wit lit i did and we spoke about my witty lit we did we did <laughs> on zoom or the phone or something yes um and it was zoom.com um i thought you were really funny oh laura and you know what listening back to that podcast yes. i um accidentally shop- shoplifted a whole um shop from a big fancy supermarket um because I was so engrossed in our conversation have I ever told you that no 
yeah. You've never told me that. Yeah, I was so engrossed in listening to myself. This is the most narcissistic <laughs> thing in the whole world. Um, that I packed everything into a bags and then just walked out. I hope it was some good stuff. It was such good stuff. Great, really yeah. great haul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thrilled. I really am sad that you... Maybe when you listen back to this, mm. make sure that you're in a waitrose. I will. Wow, that's so yeah. nice. So I thought you were very funny and cool. Oh my goodness. And then, no offence, but you thought I was funny and cool. Yeah, well, I mean, I invited you on in the first place. Why yeah. do you think that was, Lauren? Because <laughs> I admire your work. Yes. That's not true. <laughs> um, and then we met again because we both had books coming out at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Famously, they were called Double Booked. Yes. And that was my one. Tell Me Everything. Which that was, was your my one. one. And we met in the Picturehouse Central Bar mm-hmm. and we gossed. And then we went to um, the very lovely Justin Myers book launch. Yes. Yes. You remember our story so well, Laura. I'm, I told you I think I'm about it every day. I'm finding a lot of queer joy in Hi. you telling this story. Please carry on. That's our origin story, right? Do you have Isn't a different it? one? No, I don't. But I feel like whenever I'm often telling people about where I met you, yeah. um, I'm like, oh, we kind of met because we kept getting paired up to do events together. Yeah, yeah because both of us write about queer people who are falling in love. They, they are romantic. They are comedies. Yeah. And um, I think that that brings necessarily quite a lot of queer joy to it. And I was wondering how you think about that in terms of your writing process like and and this is so cool because I am very genuinely interested to hear you talk about this no way um but like do you how do you think about queer joy when it comes to like writing your books like do is that something that you kind of intentionally set out thinking about and if so like in what way or do you think it's something that like you were saying earlier about kind of just feeling like maybe it's just part of your natural kind of voice Mm. I think it is part of my natural voice Mm. there's no doubt about that because when I wrote my first novel The Split I didn't think about it I didn't Mm. really think about it in terms of um genre or Mm. even having an audience Mm. like outside Mm. of my friends you Mm. know um and what happened was uh that it was a book full of queer joy um now I think inevitably I think about these things a little mm. more although I never set out with that in mind I'm never thinking how can I bring more queer joy to this uh which feels rather cynical mm. um, cynical to be like the opposite of cynical somehow yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it does though to be like it feels so manufactured mm-hmm, to be like how mm-hmm. can I make this you know but what I do uh, is I am very conscious of being kind to my characters mm. and I, I've, de- I've definitely said That's this fun. before because I only say like three to five things um, mm-hmm. yeah. in interviews but um, I I think sort of by way of being kind to my characters I am kind to my readers and then it creates mm. a really like safe environment so even if people are going to go through a hard thing on the page I feel like I've created enough trust between me and my readers to know that I'm going to handle that in a in a respectful mm. way um and I mean oh wait I'm gonna say another thing that I sometimes say in interviews please which is that I sort of sometimes people talk about the necessity of a happy ending in a rom-com mm. and I actually think both of us mm-hmm. are on the same page about this which is that we write hopeful endings mm. oh my god Laura you're such a wordsmith right. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> using thank an you. alternate word that is not quite synonymous Isn't it's that, so gorgeous and it's also an h yeah isn't that nuts (gasps) really really nice um so yeah hopeful endings rather than happy Mm. endings and I also like I still would love to not be 
smushed into a genre box. Mm -hmm. Like when I think about the like depth and breadth, sorry, again. Um, Hello. Yeah, words are (laughs) kind of my thing of um, like queer people's writing, Mm -hmm. women's Mm -hmm. writing, Mm non-binary people's writing. Mm It is so there's it's there's so much to it, and for it to so often be put in the bracket of like women's fiction, commercial fiction, rom coms, mm-hmm. romance, and those things be sort of sneered at feels too strong, but certainly like not as valued yeah. as other work. Um, it's really disappointing, and um, I think there's a lot of work to be done in that area, and I am thrilled to be known as a rom com writer. I think that I'm known as a rom-com writer because there isn't anywhere else to put mm. my books. I do think that maybe it is part of um, a kind of tradition of having um, like queer fiction often being uh, like traumatic stories yeah, totally. and that being kind of the only way that an industry would kind of take them seriously or mm. think that there would be an audience for them. There's this kind of sense of like having to kind of earn your space through trauma. Yeah. Um, and as we kind of continue to maybe like create more space for other kinds of stories, um, those genres are shifting, but much slower than the actual books that are being produced and the writing that's happening. Yeah. Right, okay. So I feel like we've talked a bit about um, like the content of kind of queer joy in your writing. I was wondering if we could maybe, uh, I know that, you know, uh, in interviews, people love to talk about the writing process. Yeah. Yay. And I don't know, I feel like this is maybe a, a fun way of thinking about it is like, do you find moments of queer joy in the kind of process of making your work? So yes, in I do. And I think that's partly because I love creating my little puppets mm-hmm. and then making them do things. Mm-hmm. Snog. Snog. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like there's some level of catharsis mm. there where I'm playing out even sort of... Um, not consciously scenarios that yeah. I've played out in my head before oh, yeah. and um, putting it down on the pages is, is a really nice process. Uh, and then also talking to my queer author friends about writing, uh, which is like part of every single day mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who are those? Who are those? Oh, you don't know them? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, and mm. like sharing that mm. is like a massive source of queer joy. Um, so I would say my answer overall is yes, not no. Yes, not no. Mm. And I'm thinking about um, some of the events that we've done together over the years. Over oh, the yeah. years, over the year that we have maybe one year, two, two years, two years. Oh my Don't god, happy anniversary! Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible boyfriend. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I am remembering some of the events that we've done that have been like specifically professional. to professional events that yeah. we've done that have been like to. Um, Specifically queer audiences. Yeah. And no offence to any listeners who are not one of those. I mean, who is that? But the one straight listener, thank you so much for your allyship. Thank you so we much. We really so and love you. Thank you so much. But I feel like we have both noticed a different, just such a different vibe in a room and such a, an ability to be able to just like relax, breathe out, feel part of that, yeah, like club. Yeah. And 
queer audiences are the best audiences. Yes. And can and, we shout out one particular event? Uh, yes, we can. Sheffield. Sheffield. You know books. books. We had the best. Had uh, that the was best the best time. night of my life. It was. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Yeah. That, I, honestly, that is such a career highlight for me. It was so fun, and I remember some people from the like football club who were there, like with their friends and exes, and yeah. it was just a, a delightful time. Was had by all. That that is where I got the idea to do this podcast in the first place. Was I was doing an event at Bloomsbury. Um, shout out to me. Well done, me. Okay. Um, and th- it was to their like queer like book club, and they have different authors come in and speak, and it was just yeah such a like honor to speak to yeah a, a bunch of people who work in this industry who make the time to read on top of their work and like just come and have a nice time and yeah it, it I remember. I think someone, you know, asked a question about like, what's the best bit of being a writer or something? And I was like, very deadly seriously. It's it's such an honor that I get to write. I get to try and make gay people have a nice time. Like how fucking amazing is that? And I just really, yeah, it is such an honor and I really wanna do more of it. Cause it's yeah, the best. It's the so best. here we are doing it. How about? Outside of your writing. Oh my god. Tell me about your personal life, what Laura. Are you talking um, about? I wanna know about the queer joy outside of your work. Sure. It doesn't have to be anything in particular. Okay. Um, but I wonder, like, do you have any gay little hobbies? Um what's a hobby? <laughs> exactly. Uh it depends. You frantically what, checking if I've I'm just, wrote this in the script. I'm just no, I'm frantically <laughs> checking because I made a list of things oh my out God, of you outside legend. of my I know. Hey, I do my homework. You do. I do Head my girl badge. Queer homework. In the past couple of weeks is the only things that I could think of. Because yeah. I'm like a little fish. Yeah, know? I love that. It's fresh, it's relevant, it's urgent, it's topical. Eurovision. Yes, it is. Me and like five or six friends are going to Copenhagen next year. Eurovision is in Malmo, which is just over the bridge, the famous bridge. Oh, the bridge. The bridge. So we're going to Copenhagen for like three nights. We're going to the jury final, so on Friday and it cost us 100,000 million pounds. Yes. And that's the pink pound. Yeah. (laughs) None of us have got kids. No. We are all just a bunch of gays. Yes. Going to watch Eurovision. I went to Queer East on um, Friday and that was really fun and I enjoy, hey, I find queer joy in going to queer spaces. How do you feel about that? And no one else is gonna say that. No, no. And just like no one else is gonna say they're friends. Yeah. But I like my friends. Yes. And I like space. Yes. I had a um, a pineapple vape. Wow. How do you feel about that? I feel like you told me you'd given up vaping. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know this was an intervention. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, it was so I didn't smoke. But yeah. um, pineapple vape is, is gay. Pineapple, queer joy. Hey, a queer joy is a pineapple vape yeah. on a minus one degree balcony in Hackneywick. In Hackneywick. <gasps> Here's another source of queer joy. I was in bed by 11. <gasps> There, there it is. Because the thing about Queer East is that it finishes at midnight and I didn't even hang around that long. <laughs> Can Going I... from your pineapple vape in Hackney Wick yeah. to being snuggled up with your cat before midnight. Heaven. Can I tell you, uh, this, is, this is personal life. Yeah. Hey, let's get personal. Let's get personal. Um, I'm moving in with my girlfriend. <gasps> yeah. Shall I react as if I didn't know that? Uh, no, what knows girlfriend? You. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you. Do you cool feel? Do. Um, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying this. Do you feel part of the U-Haul community? 
Okay, there is some measure of justice. I, in that I don't think you're you hauling for personally the listener, because for the listener, <laughs> I met my girlfriend not quite a year ago. So I don't yeah, think I would say that is you. I I would say well, but on a spectrum, on a, it's somewhere on the U-Haul spectrum. It's on the U-Haul spectrum. However, I don't think it's U-Hauling personally. Okay. I think it's a very measured, gorgeous, yeah. natural thing. We thought, yeah, we we thought about it in, in a, uh, we've thought about it a lot. Yeah, because we are obviously merging um, your pets. pets, which is like a major <laughs> consideration consideration for lesbians in their thirties. Yes. Um, but You're merging your Uniqlo bum bags. So I suppose Joe doesn't have one. I thought Joe was gay. Joe, <laughs> it's the whole thing. <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, that is gorgeous. With my girlfriend, that's bringing me queer joy, and I would say queer stress. Stress. Queer stress. Yeah, trying to keep a cat and a dog away from each other. Yeah. I think queer stress and queer joy, you know, not mutually exclusive. I agree. Not mutually. Ex- yeah. Say it again. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'll do. I'll do your voice. Can you do it? Not mutually exclusive. That just so cut nice. me in. That was really really nice. Just cut me in. Yeah, yeah. And that's also our um, relationship state. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that was the way of saying we're not we're not monogamous is to say we're, we're not, not mutually, mutually exclusive. exclusive. <laughs> oh my god! I bet that's an option. Horrible. Oh yeah, probably is. All the apps. Yeah. Let's talk about the apps. Yeah. I wrote that down as a little queer joy that you and I have experienced in the past. Oh, listen, it's brought untold joy. Hasn't, hasn't it? it? Seeing your friends on Hinge, a queer joy. Beautiful. We love it. Love. Matching with a friend on Hinge and Heaven. sending an unhinged message for them to see before they realise it's you. Yeah. That's a queer joy. Then yeah. seeing that you have the same photos as them. That's a queer joy. Also, the fact that you will have already shown your friend your entire profile and they will yep. already have known that this is coming and probably have so written good. all of your answers for you. There's so a good. queer joy. It's just, you know, there's it's like beautiful. S- there's queer joy in getting that message from Hinge itself being like, remember to be kind. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> yes. be- it's because you've messaged your friend being like, lol. Um, yeah. I do, th- that, that has only ever happened, I think, with you and me. Remember to be kind. Remember to be kind. Yeah. What was it? Did I think you sent? Oh, you just I sent the word "lol" or yeah, something, it was, and it thought yeah. you were bullying which me. Which is cruel. Which and is you should cruel. never start a chat with "lol." Yeah, no. it has negative vibes. Not when people are vulnerable. You know, you, ever, anyone who thinks they're better. You know, anyone who's on Hinge who thinks they're better than Hinge. Hey, that brings me queer sad. In there we're together. all in the same cesspit. You're all in guys. the same <laughs> bucket of slop. <laughs> Fucking enjoy it. Yeah. 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 And I'm trying, I really am trying to have yeah. some queer joy from Hinge at the moment. I think that as someone who's now not on Hinge, talking about enjoying Hinge to someone who is on Hinge. Yes. It's actually really out of order. Yeah. And that is something I would It's like you sending me lol. It is. <laughs> Remember <laughs> to be kind. Remember to be kind. <laughs> hey, no, I don't have Hinge reminding me. Uh, um, yeah. Hey, um. Yeah? Got any recommendations? Hey, guess what? I do. <sighs> I love that you've done your homework. It's so nice. Isn't that so cool? It is really, really thoughtful and lovely. Okay, I've got two book recommendations. But Are I'm they your do own? I really, no. Okay. If it was my own, I would have three book <laughs> recommendations. So the first is by our good friend, Bethany Rutter. Oh my God. Who um, is foreshadowing yeah. potential later guest. Fuck. <gasps> Isn't that really exciting? One of the coolest people on the planet. Truly. Truly. And she has written a book called Big Date Energy, which is such a good title. So good. It makes me sick. We both screamed when Bethany first told us that. We screamed. We did scream. It was scream. Yeah. We burst into tears because we thought, yeah, 
We'll never do anything. Yeah, Mildred's staff were shocked. Awful. <laughs> um, and it is so good. I it's so good. raced through it. It is hilarious. It's super queer. It's super sexy. Um, the protagonist is like Bethany, like super wise, super funny, super chill. Like, love it. Couldn't recommend it enough to, like, it's literally for everyone. And the other one is actually one that I've just lent to you, mm. Greta and Valden, by, I believe, Rebecca Riley. That is about... Uh, a brother and sister both are queer and their family and it is super weird and good and i loved it and i didn't want it to end so those are my book recommendations yay um i tried to think of film recommendations but i could only think of films that i don't like yeah. <laughs> i'm queer sad queer sad um but then i remembered that i saw bottoms mm. and i know it like uh divided opinion a little bit but i fucking loved it it brought me a lot of queer joy. Yeah. Personally. I L O L. I L O L. I really didn't know what you were going to be spelling there. Oh, it I thought you were going to say you L O V E D'd it. I L O V E D'd and I L O L E D'd. Loved and loved. Bung that on a t shirt. Live, laugh, lol. Oh, yeah. Alternate name for this podcast, really. Isn't it? Tagline. I loved Bottoms. Oh, yeah, sorry, Bottoms. I did. I, I really I did. did. Who did you fancy off of Bottoms? Um, of course, I fancied Olive. Which one was Olive? The one who I would fancy, who... Um, the sort of... The one who's supposedly the, the, the loser. Oh, the yeah, Even yeah, yeah. more of a... Lo- like, the loser's bully, Who the main one, one gets within the end. Yeah, who is literally the most gorgeous person you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Of course, I was stalking their Instagram. So straight. No. So straight. You wouldn't believe it. That's annoying. Isn't it? Yeah. But in the world of the film... Yeah incredibly gorgeous and lovely and great and a real style icon who did you fancy in bottoms didn't really fancy anyone (gasps) that's okay so that didn't bring me any joy it brought it didn't bring you any queer lust no no lust just lol but um (laughs) yeah i thought it was very funny there is something so gorgeous about seeing a bunch of gays punch each other it was really, really nice. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, and watching it in a cinema full of gay people. Yes. That's really nice as well, isn't it? I went with my friend Claire, and as we were walking in, we were like muttering to ourselves about how obviously we were going to end up being sat next to exes, and it was really, really nice. But did you get sat next to exes? I didn't look around. No, you mustn't. I sat right at the back. Yeah. Pulled your hood over Next your to eyes. some snoggers, actually. That was, that was a bit of queer joy. There were some people snogging Do you snogging like snogging in the cinema? And who would I be doing it with? <laughs> Anyone. Anyone. Anyone who's bloody lucky enough. Yeah, really. thank you, Laura. Um, I've never snogged. I've never snogged in a cinema, actually. So really? I guess that's a queer joy for me to yet discover. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so you see know. See you at Peckinplex. You know. Fans. That, <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking to me. No, I'm so really insulted. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah, see you there. So, I mean, I was making direct eye contact oh, yeah. with you as I said. <laughs> So that's completely fair that you thought that. Yeah. Um, you know, you said you were going to like take something away from each yes. episode and then like enact it. I want the thing that you take away from this time with me yes. is to snog someone in a cinema. That is such a nice challenge. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I, I should back write that, shouldn't I? And I should say something I want to do on this podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what I really want to do is... Um, being the, you know, the, the sometimes sad little gay that I am, mm. I think it's going to be really fun for me to not only have the fun time of the podcast recording itself and the editing and the going around shopping and shoplifting accidentally because I'm listening to it and having so much fun, mm. um, but also to, yeah, deliberately 
Uh, make a little intention from each one and then try and adhere to it as a little challenge. So thank you, Laura, for setting me my little queer joy challenge, which is to have a snog in a cinema. That sounds really fun. That does sound really fun. Will you let everyone know when you've done it? Yes. Big update. Big update. Yeah. I will do episode one, achieved, tick. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, yeah, so yeah. fun. And it will have to be a queer film, obviously. Um, otherwise, it's just a joy. You know what you should do? <laughs> that sucks. You yeah. should see where they're screening, like Carol. You should do what you did last year where you were like, I just need a date for this specific <gasps> date. Oh, yeah. Because I need someone to come to Carol and snog so that I can tick my podcast list off. I, okay. For the listeners who haven't followed my Hinge exploits, as um, in who are not on a group chat with me and Laura. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I yeah this time last year actually it was around Christmas I was like uh, on on the old apps and you know you can do those polls where you put um, you know where people can answer I was like which date would you like to come on a date with me <laughs> <laughs> and all of them were the same date and it was because I really wanted to go on a date before going home for Christmas yeah and it was gorgeous and it worked and I met someone who was very lovely I remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I could do that again and maybe it'll be her again and <gasps> rom-com idea oh my god <laughs> maybe it would be her again she's like wow it's taken you long enough because mm. did you not oh, did you <laughs> of course I messaged back very politely and and Laura I don't know if this is um conscious or subconscious from you but oh no why um I think that you just described a scene that I wrote in my own novel my own worst enemy for any uh, people who want to read uh, a fictional account of having snogging in Carol. a near snog in a cinema watching the film Carol. I was describing something that happened to me in my own life. Are you kidding me? Th- like this time last year. What? Yeah. Did you tell me about it? Almost definitely. I think Not- I accidentally put that into my subconscious and then brought it out via the medium of my fictional characters. My own worst enemy would have been written by then. Okay, so we are just living the same so, life, but one of them is real and one of them is fictional. But the person that I went on that date with asked me on that date. So maybe they'd read my own worst So maybe enemy. that person is my soulmate. They're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, if you, listener, have snogged in a cinema to the film Carol, yeah. let me know, because maybe that is just a universal queer joy, and that's really beautiful. Wow, that is that is not where I saw this going. No, that's really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't tell if that means it's like kind of cliche or whether we are special and unique and it, this is serendipity and the universe loves us. We don't do cliche things. So no, you're right. It must be that. Mm. Laura, yeah. we're approaching the end of our time together. I noticed that. There was one thing that I really do want to talk about with yeah. you though. Because Please. Like, I think if we're talking about queer joy. Yes. Hey, I'm going to get real. Please. <gasps> so. Yeah. I am obsessed with you, Lily Linden. Laura, are you going to make me cry? Maybe. I'm obsessed with you, and you bring me so much queer joy. Yeah, you do. Like, for, for the listener, we talk literally every single day, multiple times a day, and it is so rare as an adult, even mm. though obviously one of us is a baby. <laughs> Guess which one? To, <laughs> to meet a friend mm. that brings you so much joy and who, like, um, makes such a massive impact on your life. And so... You bring me loads of queer joy, but Aww. also one of the things about you that brings me so much queer joy is that we are exactly the same level of silly. And there is something that I think 
we must bring to the listeners' attention. You're so right. And it is that Lily and I are scientists and we've come up with a scientific <laughs> theory. And I'm going to hand over to you because no one can explain this better than you. Oh my God, what? Hi. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to swallow down my feelings like I always do. Repress. Um, repress, repress, repress. repress but yeah. also, thanks, that was the nicest thing I've ever heard. No problem. And I agree. And great. Okay. Um, Mummy, daddy, baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mummy, Daddy, Baby is our scientific theory and no one can steal it, first of all. <laughs> this is actually really great because we have been worried about people stealing this idea because yeah. we say it at every, every single opportunity. Yeah, every day. I've already told someone today, this morning, Shit. I already told someone else okay, about well, it. TM. So TM. It's ours. Okay. So Laura and I's theory of the universe and everything in it mm. is Mummy, Daddy, Baby. This is the concept, the ideology, the lifestyle mm-hmm. that in every relationship dynamic... Each person is occupying one of three modes. And those modes are mummy, daddy, and baby. These are, I hope it goes without saying, completely and utterly gender-free. And it's vibes-based. Vibes only, yeah. What I love about this is, I feel like often I will be explaining this theory to people, and actually, I never explain what mummy, daddy, or baby are, because it is very intuitive. Mm. It's one of those things I think... You know it when you see it. What is great about um, archetypes, if I will, uh, and I will, (laughs) is that everyone is bringing their own kind of subjective view to it, Mm. but also there is a kind of um, cultural consciousness around it. Mm. And, uh, And so what I love about this is it is a way of basically being able to gossip very effectively. It doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. It no, but it can platonic, be. But it also can be. And you can like major in one and minor in another. Mm-hmm. Like, not everyone's one thing. We contain multitudes. Yes. So for example, with Lily and I, Lily is a major baby, <laughs> but with a minor in daddy. Thank you so much. Whereas I would say I'm a major mummy with a minor in daddy. Yes. Very occasional baby. If you met us, you would see it. It's not based on anything that you can, you know, touch. No. Explain. No. It's all a vibe. And I feel like after you had set up that I'm really good at explaining this, I did a terrible explanation. No, you did but a great explanation. Thank you so much. It was thank perfect. You. Thanks, Mum. Um, no. but, <laughs> but I think, so what I find useful about this in my own kind of personal self-development mm-hmm. is that ideally what we want to do, yeah, absolutely, everyone will have different modes that they maybe um, defer to that are kind of more um, automatic for them whether that is someone is maybe always daddy in like all of their interactions or maybe someone is like always daddy in their romantic relationships ideally you would be in a place where you are equally comfortable inhabiting your own mummy daddy and baby and in all of your relationships you would be able to be flexible in whatever is needed in that dynamic at the time absolutely agree and so What I think is really then useful about this, okay, and this is the kind of shorthand that me and Laura can then do when we're explaining our friends, our Mm. our relationships, whatever, is we can say things like, yeah, so I feel like what's happening is, you know, um, she wants to be daddy in her relationship, but like the other person wants her to be mummy. And that's where this clash is happening. Mm. Or it can be like, oh yeah, well, you know, he's always so used to him being like daddy in the dynamic, that then when he just like needed to be baby for a night, like he couldn't cope, you know? And it's just really, it's very helpful. And I'm really excited about bequeathing this to the community. I can't, okay, first of all, you just said bequeath. bequeath. (laughs) And that's huge. And 
that brought me some queer joy. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really major and I think it's really important that more people are aware of it. Yeah. And if Should we write can, a book about it? Yeah. Well, I was thinking that we write... Uh, well, first of all, yes, we yeah, should great. write a book okay, about yeah. it. I think it's a great book title. Yes. Um, Mummy, Daddy, Baby. Yes. Um, Tripartite structure. Yeah. Okay, fine. Sorry, am I? Did I just say bequeath and tripartite? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Something's happening here. Yeah. Um, and we're only just getting started and Aren't it's the we? end. <laughs> So, you know, sometimes when you're listening to a podcast and this is one of those. So sometimes you're listening to a podcast and they'll have this like quite kind of philosophical question at the end of the podcast Mm. where they're like, what would you tell your younger self? Do you know, like that vibe? Yeah. What I want. Okay. Is Mm. that vibe? Yeah. But it's like when you, dare I say, are maybe not feeling queer joy. Yeah. In those moments of feeling queer sad. Big question. Isn't it? When I'm feeling queer sad. I think it's very easy to answer this question when you're talking to a younger version of yourself. Isn't that interesting? Mm. But when you're talking to a present version of yourself, uh, it can be much harder to find uh, like gentle Mm. words. Um, I would say the best way to find queer joy again when you're feeling queer sad is to reach out to people that you trust um who maybe your queer friends or maybe your straight allies they mm. exist let's not pretend they don't and um be really kind to yourself like i'm i'm always um i always tell other people to treat themselves the way that they would treat their best friend and i think that's like the most mm. useful advice and is the most useful way to think when i'm like am i being an asshole to myself is that part of the reason i fear queer feel queer sad <laughs> Yes, is most commonly the answer. That without queer sad, there is no queer joy. Uh, is this a, a rainbow metaphor? Not to be weird, but <laughs> life is all about ebbs and flows and balance. And sorry, I'm the only person that's ever said that. Yeah. So. Thank you. That's really lovely advice. Yeah. And um, use it whenever you want. I hope you treat yourself uh, like your best friend because as your best friend, <gasps> I would say you treat me very nice. And I think that would be really nice. Oh I my think God, you'd enjoy baby. it. You're so cute. Okay, I think we'll end it there on a little squeal. Thank you so much, Laura Kay, thank for coming for on me. the pod. Bye. Um, thank you for listening. Oh, oh I yeah. should probably say, um, oh, fuck, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is it they say? Like, rate, and subscribe, please, to me as a person. Leave a nice review. Um, that would bring me a lot of queer joy. Yeah. Yeah, it actually would. Um, maybe you could like leave a little nice review maybe send this to a little queer friend who you think might have a nice queer joy fun moment oh let's follow us online so um i'm i changed my name recently Mm. and i am now lily f linden on instagram what does the f stand for lily fun linden yeah um on instagram and you can follow laura at Laura E K. Oh, we've both done a middle name thing. Yeah, I I definitely stole you again subconsciously yeah. as usual. Your middle name is Elizabeth. That's right. <laughs> Don't wear it out. And um, also, if you have any uh, moments of queer joy, any questions for me and my future guests, you already know one of them, Bethany Rutter. Um, if you yeah have anything that you want to say or share. Then don't be a nerd, don't be a stranger, be one of my new friends and send that through. Okay, uh, thank you, Laura. I'm gonna thank press you, this little button now. Play the theme tune. Oh, yeah. Queer Joy! Queer Joy!